Hey, hey, hey. Inside the 10 o'clock hour, 1019 FM. Your boy KM taking you to AM. We're talking sports. You guessed it. Specifically basketball. It's one of those nights. I mean, LeBron broke the all-time scoring record last night. We are, I don't know, 18 hours away from the NBA trade deadline. The Knicks aren't playing. The Nets aren't playing. But, I mean, the NBA is going. There are teams playing. We're about six minutes away from watching Kyrie Irving take the floor for the Dallas Mavericks. However you feel about that is however you feel about that. Let's get back to the phones. 877-337-6666. Of course, we're going to talk football. Of course, we're going to talk baseball, especially as we get later in the night. It's more of like open mic. We jump around and hit different topics. But like I said, the calls have been all hoops, all basketball. We're talking about legends and goats and greatness and greatest of all time. And I think my message has been consistent. I came into watching NBA, being an NBA fan, watching Jordan. Jordan is the greatest. He's the best. He's a killer, right? What he was able to do, how he dominated the rings, the brand, iconic, the sneakers. Like, you know, I, I I don't know how many pairs of Jordans I've worn in my life. A lot, you know. Uh, MJ is different. But LeBron is goaded, too, in a different way. You got to be able to give guys their flowers. What we've seen LeBron do, he's not done. Like, that's the other thing, you know. He's got more time. If he's able to win another ring, I, I don't think he, he jumps Jordan. I don't think anyone jumps Jordan, right? If you live through the... 90s and you lived through that era and that time like Jordan just had it he had everything Gatorade uh, Wheaties Hanes you know Space Jam LeBron has his own stuff uh, from Uninterrupted um, the Spring Hill Company uh, more than an athlete the barbershop the uh, school that he built literally built the school in Akron and a bunch of other things, man. So I just want to celebrate these guys, man. These these are the greatest. And uh, I'm not putting one over the other. I just put them all in, like, you know, the GOAT conversation and at the top. Kobe is in there for me. And if you put Bill Russell or Wilt Chamberlain or, you know, Magic Johnson or Larry Bird or, you know, any of those guys, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in the conversation, Julius Irving, Dr. J in the conversation, I understand. You're not wrong either. 877-337-6666. Back to the phones we go. Richard is in Manhattan on the fan. What's up, Rich? Hi, Keith. You know, I feel bad that Kyrie is gone. And, you know, I just look at the situation. All the guy had to do was just stop talking and play. You know, I bet the Nets would have ripped up his one-year deal in the middle of one of these years and just giving him three or four year extension as long as he showed he was on good behavior and he made changes and he understood what was going on i'm sure they would have ripped up his contract giving him the max let me just jump in for a second he opted in to his contract this year he wanted to go elsewhere no one would have him coming off the heels of Of the anti-vax stuff sure not being available yeah. He opted in to yeah. this this year making $36.9 million. Pretty good deal for one year. What he did was try to force their hand. He tried to get the four-year max extension, and they were just burned by him too many times where they right. weren't going to do he that. He has to understand that. I'm surprised nobody in his camp just didn't tell him. 
Kyrie, just stop talking, go play, and let's see what's going to happen. These people love you. They brought Kevin Durant here. Hey, Rich, they, not, yeah. for, not for nothing, you know, uh, from some people that I was talking to, you know, some people said people in his camp did, and he kind of went rogue. And if you wow. if you listen to how he spoke meeting the media yesterday, oh, he talked terrible. about he talked about being disrespected, oh, being tolerated. He talked about how selfless he is. Oh. He talked about how he left the team in fourth in fourth place. How he did what he had to do as a leader for his teammates. I'm like, this guy is out of his mind. Yeah, that's you know what, uh, Keith. This guy is the most exciting for me. I'd rather watch him than any player in the NBA. He, to me, he's more exciting than LeBron. He's a wizard. He's Houdini. You don't know what he's going to do next. No, but I'm talking about on the basketball court. He no, that's the, what I mean. On the floor, you don't oh, know what he, he's going to. He can shoot the three. He can cross somebody up. He can oh, finish at the at the rim. Anything, he can shoot the mid range. He can score game, over bigger defenders. Yeah, he, the game that he had against the Knicks uh, two Saturdays ago. Incredible. I was uh, you know, from my point of view, I'm a fan, so it doesn't matter to me what team he performs on. Of course, I'm a New York fan, but if he's playing in Phoenix, I'll root for him. I just love watching the guy play, but it's just a shame. You know, you're talking about LeBron and rating him. I'll tell you this. As a fan, I don't rate players who's the best in all. All I know is I watched Jordan for in the NBA for maybe 12 years, 13 years, max. This LeBron, I've been watching him 20 years. He's given me joy and satisfaction yes. for 20 years yes i don't know if that makes him better worse the other guy's better worse. it doesn't matter he's entertained it's, us for two oh, decades for he's still doing it you know you've got four athletes right now well brady just left you'll never see this you got lebron you got brady you got in tennis that Djokovic, and in uh, hockey ovechkin these guys have never stopped being who they were mm-hmm. LeBron is never, except for his rookie year, all 19 years after his rookie year, he has not had a fall-off in play. That's amazing when you think of it. He's always been LeBron James. The longest I've ever seen. Now, uh, I saw Bill. I saw Chamberlain. Even at the end of Chamberlain's career, he wasn't Wilt anymore. Bill was always Bill. But Bill, I think, Bill Russell played 13 years. LeBron's been doing it. Out of the 20 years, 19 years he's been LeBron without any fall-off. The tennis guy, uh, Djokovic, he's never stopped being the greatest. Uh, The other guy in hockey, Ovechkin, never stopped. And, of course, Brady, outside of his first year, he's dominated the sport. Mm -hmm. So we'll never see this again in sports. But, you know, I appreciate LeBron because every time I watch the guy play, he's been a joy to watch. He is just such a... I don't rate a guy because he didn't win championships or he wasn't a killer. Those kind of things don't mean anything. Don't forget, it took Kobe two years before he got started. He wasn't Kobe until his third year in the NBA. When he retired, he was still Kobe. I'll give him credit for that. He had maybe a little fall off after his injury, but not much. Kobe Not had, much. had a um, you know dislocated finger, yeah. Achilles, oh, he was, he was shoulders, he was knees. Yeah, and I mean Michael, even when he came back to the uh, to the uh, Capitals, the Wizards, uh, when he played in Washington, he was still fun to watch. People say he shouldn't have come back. I love watching him. Even then, he played on the All Star game, mm-hmm. uh, that great game when he played against Kobe, and he almost had a chance to win the MVP. Yeah. That was wonderful too. So Michael gave me a lot of joy to watch too, but not as long. Not as long as LeBron and LeBron. Last night was unbelievable, Keith. Yeah. To watch. That was a, that was a joy to watch. It was so, great. 
Always. Keith, I've been watching NBA since 1963. So I even go back to Cousy in his last year, I remember. So I've been <laughs> that's, watching uh, that's Mad guy. Dog's guy. That's Chris Keith, Russo's guy to reference. Keith, Keith, let me give you another joy, and you'll never get it what we used to have in the old days. The NBA All-Star game, when you talked about the 60s and 70s, the best, you know, the last NBA All-Star game that I say that was so momentous, I'll, I'll tell you which one it was. It was when... Uh, Magic wanted to win it. I think it was 88 or 89. He wanted to win it for Tom Chambers. Chambers was on the West, and the game was in Utah. And he wanted Chambers to win because Chambers, you know, came from Utah. He was on the Utah Jazz. And he kept feeding him the ball, feeding feeding him the ball. And I think uh, Chambers ended up, Tom Chambers ended up the uh, MVP of the game only because Magic kept feeding him the ball. Magic knew enough and was so self-aware how important for the hometown crowd Mm -hmm. for their player to win the NBA All-Star game. But I just remembered that game. Keith, always a pleasure. Thank you, my friend. Thanks, Rich. Good stuff. Uh, Bob Cousy. 60s. And you know what? That's the thing, too, about the NBA. When Whatever year you started watching, you came in, it's a, it's a long movie. It's a long story. It's a never-ending story. And there's different chapters. And, you know, different guys emerge and come along. And uh, different guys play on different teams and create different legacies and different storylines. I, I call the NBA the Narrative Basketball Association. There's always narratives that drive the NBA. Uh, the drama is part of the reason that people watch the NBA. You know, it's different than uh, the NFL. You can see all these guys' faces. Like, they don't wear helmets. You can identify them. They're very recognizable. There's only five of them on the court at the at the same time on each team. And I don't know. I love hoop. I love the NBA. And, uh, you know, I can't wait to see who the next guy to come up is. I don't think anybody's touching LeBron's record. I don't think anybody's touching LeBron's legacy. But there will be another great. There will be another era of guys. And, like, you know, even with these young guys, I'm watching this um, Mavs game. Luka is out. And these guys open up the game all threes, raining threes to start this game. I think there's already been four or five threes knocked down in the first couple minutes. They're turned up out there in L.A., Crypto.com Arena, the house that Kobe built when it was Staples Center. I've been out there. Turn it on if you're not doing anything, right? You're seeing... uh, you know, the first game of Kyrie Irving wearing number two for the Dallas Mavs. And you're seeing some guys that are competing right now in the West. Uh, before we get back to the phone, I do want to go through um, some of the scores and also note that, like, you know, this is a, the fourth-place Clippers versus the sixth-place Dallas Mavericks. The Mavericks are going for it. They're trying to get up there. They're trying to compete. And uh, some of these games have gone final now, so I'll read you the scores of the games that are finished. Uh, five games that have gone final. The Raptors defeat the Spurs 112-98. to The Miami Heat beat the Pacers 116-111. to The Boston Celtics hold off the Sixers 106-99. to The Wizards beat the Hornets 118-104. And the Cavs beat the Pistons 113-85. Uh, Chris Stapps Porzingis had 36 in that Wizards game. Bam Adebayo had 38, and Buddy Heel had 29 in the Pacers heat game. And uh, Spicy P, Pascal Siakam, he had 37 tonight. Will he be moved? Will he be traded by tomorrow? I don't know. Keeping eyes on the NBA scores live right now. I told you already the Mavs are in L.A. facing the Clippers. They're up 14-8. to The Warriors are in Portland 
They're down 10-4 to the Blazers. And uh, the other two games that are on, the Timberwolves are at halftime. They're up 77-67 over the Jazz. And the uh, Kings-Rockets game is inside the last, like, five minutes. It's Kings 114, Rockets 112. A good night for NBA League Pass. If you've got League Pass, I'll definitely go home tonight and flip through some of these games and uh, take a look around the NBA. Okay, back to the phones. 877-337. A six is six and two more sixes. Let's talk to Andrew out in Smithtown, New York. What's up, Drew? Hey, what's up, Keith? Um, first time calling you. Love your show. Love the work you do. Um, so LeBron, you know, a lot of people don't, not not a lot of people, I guess, but people I think sometimes forget that he also was tasked with guarding the opposing team's best player like mm-hmm. every night or in games that mattered, surely. I mean, I haven't watched a lot of West Coast games this year, so I don't know that that's still the case. But for as much as I remember in his prime and in, you know, the golden years of LeBron, he was he was you know guarding the team's the other team's best player so defensively i mean look at look at him he's just a a specimen of a human being and you know if you were choosing a team you were choosing sides you know at 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 the playground or whatever like you're not going to find a better uh, basketball physique and just total package than lebron yeah. and then also you mentioned too like from such a young age I mean, this guy had like ESPN camera crews at his high school games, you know, like, so the pressure that he was under as well. And then coming up in the post um, Jordan post, uh, not really post Kobe, but sort of after Kobe, Mm -hmm. after his prime, you know, the pressure that was on this young man as well. So, you know, I'm a Knicks fan. So, uh, you know, I, I was I was a Jordan hater, but respected the hell out of him and was just in awe. Um so, you know, I really appreciate what LeBron did, like total package. And, you know, like I, I think I, I I kind of I'm the one and one A, I think, you know, as far as Jordan and, and LeBron. I mean, he's right there. Um, different era, but I mean total package, managing, you know, the, the, the business of basketball, yeah. Nike, all that. I mean, he's he's right up there, you know, and, and uh I respect it and you know, I'm I'm glad I got to watch it. Great call. Thanks for that call, Andrew. Appreciate it. And I mean, LeBron, six-time All-Defense. You know, he mentioned Nike, right? We talk a lot about, and I think they're coming out with a Nike movie. I think I saw Ben Affleck and uh, maybe Matt Damon are going to be in this Nike movie talking about Phil Knight. Um, You know, a a lot was talked about Jordan and him choosing Nike and what he did for them. I mean, LeBron became a lifetime Nike athlete. They have a building named after him on the campus in Oregon. You saw Phil Knight out there. Last night, I mean, there's other brands that LeBron has worked with from Sprite, uh, I'm blanking on him, but, like, he is an all-around business. And I love, you know, LeBron is cheap. He's admittedly cheap, you know. He's, he doesn't buy apps. He won't pay for an app on his phone. Uh, he doesn't He doesn't want to pay for streaming services. Like, <laughs> the guy has all the money in the world. Billionaire, active NBA billionaire, but uh, remembers where he came from. Remembers that he's a kid from Akron, Ohio, that didn't have much. And, yeah, you know, the last call was talking about how he had high school cameras or ESPN cameras at his high school. Like, the amount of pressure. People are hating on LeBron that could not make their freshman JV varsity team. But, yet, this guy was tabbed as the chosen one 
in high school and actually saw it all the way through and beyond what anyone had expected for him. Nobody had him tabbed as the NBA all-time leading scorer. And, uh, you know, you got to you gotta appreciate great greatness. Like, I love uh, the whole we are witnesses thing for LeBron's whole career because we are literally witnesses. And I said last night, it'll hit different in 30 years. Give, I guess it's going to have to take, you know, 20, 30 years for us to look back and be like, wow, actually, like what LeBron did from the time he was 16 to when he's going to retire at, I don't know, 41, 42, incredible. 877-337-6666. We got to break it down. I'll be right back. And the show goes on. Keith McPherson on the fan. Right back at it. Still here. Got uh, 90 minutes left. I told you these five-hour shows are not that crazy for me anymore. They're not daunting. I don't look at them as marathons. This is my job. It's a five-hour shift. Trust me, I've worked way worse jobs and longer shifts. (laughs) I can rock for 10 hours straight up. I've done uh, everything from being a janitor, mopping floors, uh, you know, don't want to get much more graphic than that on the janitor stuff, (laughs) to uh, DJing at the strip club, 10-hour shift, you know, or maybe you don't know. Shout out to uh, Centerfolds down the Jersey Shore that used to let me rock. Shout out to Kira. I'll never forget you, Kira. Kira's not a stripper. She's a manager. (laughs) She gave me a shot, man. I remember being in there sauce one night. The DJ was terrible. And um, I don't know. if When I was younger, I used to be in the booty club. I don't know. I don't go anymore. I'm, I'm old. I'm married, man. My 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 uh, wife wouldn't want me going to a strip club anymore. But when I was young, you know, I used to be in a strip club a lot, especially because uh, the bar would close at one thirty two and the strip club would stay open until four. And I remember one night being in there and I was smashed. I was drunk. But the DJ was so bad. He was messing the girls up I'm like, come on, bro. Like, keep the music consistently going. Don't give us dead air and don't play any duds. And I know how it works. I didn't really know how it worked but I went up and I was talking you know trash to the DJ and um the manager overheard me and she's like you think you can do better I was like well as a matter of fact I think I can (laughs) the first shift she gave me was the worst shift you could possibly get as a DJ at the strip club I had the Sunday lunch shift with the like D squad it was terrible But I was like, I don't even want, I can't really even tell the story, but like, you know, some guys would come in there and, and get lunch. Like, you know, you, you pay your way into the club, you can get some wings, you can get, uh, they used to make some pasta, the food, I, don't, I would not have been eating the food in there. I don't think I ever grubbed the lunch, but, um, yeah, the girls that they had on the roster coming in there in the afternoon on a Sunday were the, the D squad, probably not even the D squad, really like the, the Z squad. They were, bruh. Yeah, they were, bruh. <laughs> but once I showed what I could do, it opened up some more opportunities. And uh, I got to rock on Fridays and Saturdays. And I used to love DJing the strip club because it was cash. And the way they had it set up, the girls tip you out. So, you know, I, I've made friends with a lot of the girls. Um, I learned what their favorite artists were what the what music they liked uh also was the mc so i get on the mic 
and you know, Destiny and Peaches and Cinnamon and you know, fake names for these chicks. And I have to get on the mic like, hey, fellas, uh, put your phones away and uh, get your wallets out. Coming to the stage right now is Peaches, and I'm dropping like Lil John or something, whatever Peaches liked. And I would do that from like 7 p.m. to 4 in the morning. And at the end of the night, these girls come in, and a lot of them, like some of these, like the A-list chicks could come in for, I don't know, like two hours and make thousands of dollars in two hours because they know what they're doing. But other chicks would be there the whole time. And uh, some chicks would dip out and, and stiff me, but I kept a list because I had, you know, they had their times. They each get like 15 minutes on stage. So I would keep a list of their names and I had, you know, different color markers and I would check whether they paid me or not. And the minimum the girls could pay you was 20 bucks. But I mean, some of them, if you crushed it, if you played good music for their set all night, um, if you played exactly what they wanted, like. They would pay you up to something, you know, I had one chick tip me $200 one night. It's crazy. So, you know, just a little background on me, things you, you don't know. <laughs> I've, I've worked plenty of jobs and I don't mind working this job ever at all. I love sports. I love radio and I love talking to other fans that watch sports like me, football, basketball, baseball, hockey, whatever it might be. So call me up and we'll keep it rocking uh, we're talking basketball for the most part, and we're watching hoops. Um, Kyrie and the Mavs are up already almost 20 on the Clippers in the first quarter. A lot of points scored, 61 points scored in this first quarter. This is going to be an interesting game. Uh, we're obviously talking LeBron after he makes history last night, setting the NBA all-time scoring record. And uh, you can't really talk about LeBron without somebody saying, Jordan is better. And you can't really mention Jordan without somebody raising their hand and saying, hey, what about Kobe? And, uh, you know, those conversations will go on till the end of time. And we can have them. I'm not arguing with anybody. I'm not debating with any, anybody. My whole stance has just been that LeBron is a goat in his own right. And I think he's the most decorated NBA player. And when it's all said and done, we're going to look at all that he did in the world, not just basketball, not just on the floor. And uh, we're going to have to give it up for LeBron. But, you know, speaking of goats as well, we're about to watch another goat in the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes is already goaded. He can't lose another Super Bowl. I'm rolling with the Chiefs. I'm rolling with the Chiefs. So many times in the Super Bowl, it comes down to the quarterbacks making one or two throws, one or two big plays, and that's what this guy does. And in the last Super Bowl that he lost, he was running for his life. They revamped that offensive line, and they're going to have to protect him because that Eagles front is scary. And Jalen Hurts, I, I love his story. He's another underdog, triumphed. Uh, the guy, you know, got benched in the national championship for Tua. He ends up transferring schools to Oklahoma, and he balls out there. He, he's not drafted in the first round, but the Eagles take a chance on him. You know, the Eagles fans didn't even want him, and he becomes the man. He becomes the guy. His dad is a football coach. He's a football guy coming out of Houston, Texas, and, uh, you know, he, he's got all Philadelphia behind him. It's going to be on him, but... From watching these two guys, if I had to take one, it's easily Pat. And uh, I think it's going to come down to who makes throws. I don't think that they're going to just have their way running the ball. If the Eagles have their way running the ball, then good night, folks. They're going to be able to run the football. They're going to be able to kill the clock. They're going to dominate time of possession. They have three running backs, four if you count Jalen as another running back, uh, Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, and Kenneth Gainwell. And then on the outside, they have... Two number one receivers, you know, same way we're talking about uh, Jordan is 1A and LeBron is 1B. Well, 
Uh, A.J. Brown is 1A. Devontae Smith is 1B. And then you throw in Watkins, Quez Watkins, and Dallas Goddard. They have weapons all over for Jalen Hurts. Does he fold under pressure? He doesn't seem like the type. He was in MVP conversations all year. Pat Mahomes is the MVP. Uh, I'm so excited to see this game. I think it's going to be high scoring. I think it's going to live up to the hype. I think people are going to win a lot of money on prop bets and Super Bowl boxes. And we're almost there. We're almost there. When my show ends, it's Thursday. And uh, I've got a late show Thursday night. But then Friday, I have another one of these five-hour KM to AMs. So we'll do a whole football Friday. But if you want to call and get any thoughts in on the Super Bowl, it is Super Bowl week. And uh, we have spent the first uh, three and a half hours on LeBron and Kyrie and KD and the Nets and uh, the NBA. And that's perfectly fine. Um, But we will get into some Super Bowl conversation. All right. Back to the phones I go. Dwight and East Orange on the fan. Go for it. What's up, KM? I've been listening to you for a long time. I had to call you, though, when you said that uh, you think Kobe is better than LeBron. I can't go with that, man. No way. I don't know he's if I even... think Kobe is better than LeBron, but he's uh-huh. he's definitely up there. His his career, no, LeBron's career is going gonna, is, is gonna to stack up much better than, than Kobe's. Than Co- yes, the only is. thing Kobe really has over him, he stayed with one team and he won five rings. Yeah, because I seen Kobe get housed by the Pistons one time, and then I seen LeBron basically beat that same Pistons team yeah. by himself. And Kobe and has seen, Shaq. And Kobe has Shaq. And Kobe has Shaq. And then I seen Paul Pierce giving it to Kobe in the, in the championship. Yeah. I don't think... Kobe should have had six rings, but he couldn't beat the Celtics. Exactly. Even Jordan. You, well, listen, LeBron went to the uh, pros right from as a, as a high school, 18 years old. When Jordan was 18, he wasn't even the best player on his college team. Mm-hmm. Worthy was. And at the age that LeBron is now, by that time, Jordan was done. Yep. I, I know everybody say that Jordan is better than LeBron. But as an overall basketball player, I know Jordan's a better pure scorer than LeBron. But as an overall basketball player, I think LeBron is better than him. And I go, I'm 56. I've been, I've been watching basketball mm-hmm. since I was 10. I've seen a lot of ball. I played ball in, in Jersey. And I've seen a lot of ball. And uh, Jordan's a better scorer, but not a better overall basketball player, in my opinion. Yeah. I, 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 the resume. I when you put their resumes together and you started from exactly. high school, that's why I was saying, I'm like, Jordan got cut in high school. Exactly. Le- LeBron had ESPN pulling up to his high school. Exactly, exactly. I mean, because um, what was I going to say? That Jordan, uh, it, everybody goes by championships, but basketball is a team sport. You don't win championships. Your team wins the championship, yeah. not the player. Your just coach, like Brady. Just your like coach Brady. helps you win the championship. Exactly, just like Brady. You said you played quarterback in high, in high school, right? Yep. Brady is not the best quarterback I've ever seen. He's no. the best, most accomplished quarterback, but not the best quarterback. Marino better than him. Aaron Rodgers better than him to me. And just going by the optics. He's not the best quarterback I've ever seen. He's the most the most winning quarterback. But as far as a quarterback that I see with my eyes, I've seen Aaron Rodgers better than him. Marino is better than him as a pure quarterback. He's just the most winning quarterback. Yeah, I like, mean, you, you can't, Tom, you can't Brady, base- Tom Brady won a Super Bowl scoring 13 points. He's, he has exactly, Super Bowl rings where exactly. he did not ball out. He's not exactly. the most athletic guy. He's the most he fortunate exactly. guy. He's been in, in great situations. Exactly, because the first two championships, he was just a, a, a game manager. He wasn't even a, they wasn't even winning by him throwing the ball. But everybody compared players with greatness by the championship. But you can't do that. This is yeah. a team sport. This is tennis. You can't compare uh, players like that by championship. It's a team sport. Just like with Chicago and Jordan. The Chicago almost won a championship without Jordan. That year they beat the Knicks. They barely beat the Knicks. It was real good that year. That year he wasn't there when uh, when um 
Pippen, not what, 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 the guy, Mr. Foul side or something. I think, I forgot what year that was when the Dicks lost the championship. To me, that was, Chicago was just as good without Jordan that year. That's why I don't like when they be saying that, uh, yeah. Jordan is better I mean, than Jerry, the Jerry Krause built a good team around him. Yes, he um, did. Yes, he did. You got yes, You know, did. you got to say that for sure. He didn't, because they, they, he didn't win a championship until he was 27 years old. It took him a while in championship. LeBron took a, a, a sorry team, like you said, Delonte West. All them scrubby people, and he took them to the championship. But he was like twenty three, twenty four years old. Mm-hmm. I don't think Jordan could have did that. That's just my opinion. But it's nice talking to you. I've been listening to you for a long time. Keep doing what you're doing. I'm proud of you too. Appreciate it, Take brother. Take care, KM. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, when we stack up resumes, <laughs> you know, I understand everybody is, uh, you know, Jordan, 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 because we said that for so long, right? Even when LeBron was coming up, we said, oh, Jordan, Jordan, Jordan. LeBron's winning rings. He's never going to catch Jordan, Jordan, Jordan. But I'm telling you, as the time goes on and these kids are born that didn't even get to see any Michael Jordan, they're going to look at LeBron's resume and they're going to go off of the HD videos of LeBron and the internet that there's a full paper trail of LeBron from 2003 to now. They're going to stack that resume up against Jordan, against Kobe, or even like Wilt. And these other guys, and they're going to say, it's LeBron, it's LeBron, it's LeBron. And that's okay. And that's perfectly fine. All right, let's see if I have one more basketball call. I think I have two more basketball calls, but I see you guys calling about the Super Bowl. Let's go to uh, Matt in Maho Pack on the fan. Go for it. Hey, what's going on, Keith? How are you? I'm good, man. Holding it down, talking the talk with everybody that's got to take on LeBron, Jordan, and the NBA itself. Absolutely, man. I just wanted to get your take. I know the uh, the Knicks just got Josh Hart. Um, in oh, did that just break? That, that happened about 30 minutes ago. I was I was listening to the fan trying to get your reaction on it, but I didn't hear you. Uh, you yeah, talking no, about I didn't it see yet, it. So. Honestly, I'm watching this game. I'm taking calls. I'm trying to mix in some NFL talk, but I see, yes, 42 minutes. Woj, the Trailblazers are trading Josh Hart to the Knicks. I was looking at him to potentially come to the Nets. What is he? He's going to be a backup to Jalen Brunson? Yeah, I mean, they played on Vanderbilt together, so I'm... They played I know they Villanova together, yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. Close, um, V. But, um, but, yeah, I mean, I just wanted to get your take. I know you're a that's Nets a, fan, so I yeah, just wanted that's, to see what your take Thank you for calling, and uh, I'll take it from here. You know, obviously, I'm I'm hosting the show. I'm watching the game, and I'm I'm trying to filter some other stuff in. I uh, really only have the Woj notifications on my Talking Nets account, but uh, Josh Hart for Cam Reddish, man, that's a great move for the Knicks. That's the the Knicks get Josh Hart for Cam Reddish. Josh Hart, okay. So I actually met Josh Hart when I worked at Rock Nation. He was a Rock Nation guy. I remember, uh, you know, I was just one of the little minions. They sent me down to greet him and bring him up on the elevator. He's a guard that can defend. He's got some size for a guard. Uh, I think he can shoot a little bit. I think he can score more than people realize. That gives them some depth where IQ now, I, I don't know, I can't call it, but that's a, this is a good move for the Knicks. You have Cam Reddish getting DMP sitting on the bench, and you're able to bring Josh Hart in as reinforcements, and he's got the ties with his boy, Jalen Brunson, they won in Villanova together. That is a great move for the New York Knicks. Cam Reddish for Josh Hart straight up? How does that even happen? They must have wanted Josh to get up out of there. Good for the Knicks. 
337-6666. I'm going to check more uh, of this out and read up more on it, and I'll be right back. I read up on the trade a little bit. I don't know what I think about it now. So, At first glance, I thought it was just Josh Hart from the Portland Trailblazers for Cam Reddish straight up. It is not. Um, <laughs> so there's a few things here. They, the Knicks, they basically send three players to Portland and a protected future first round pick. That's a protected lottery pick for 2023 coming up. But we don't expect the Knicks to bottom out. We expect the Knicks to be a playoff team. So from what I understand, that first round pick can turn into four future second round picks if not conveyed this year. I'm trying to figure out what Josh Hart's role is going to be. And I was just laughing with Connor. I'm like, Tibbs might not care about this guy at all. He might see him. He might know him already. He might see him in practice and say, hey, you know, I got no use for him. Uh, they've been running with Jalen Brunson and IQ backing him up. Josh Hart is not an all-star, not a game-breaker, not really somebody that you get too excited about, but he's a, a bench player, depth. And uh, I guess, you know, they didn't have room for him in Portland over there with Dame and those guys, uh, Anthony uh, Simons, and um, I don't even know who else. I'm trying to figure this out. But Josh Hart, obviously with the connection to Jalen Brunson playing at Villanova, there's got to be something there. Maybe he wanted uh, them to bring his boy here. But, you know, he, I, I guess he's going to play the, the two. Yeah, I guess that makes more sense if they want to put them on the floor together. I think there's going to be another move. I think this is a move you make, and then there's another move coming. So I don't want to read too far into it. I, I, I won't say it's a bad trade for the Knicks. I don't think it's a bad trade for the Knicks. I'm just trying to understand the trade for the Knicks, and I think you can't fully understand the trade until we see what else they do before 3 o'clock tomorrow, but whatever. Uh, I came into the show tonight saying, will they be able to trade Cam Reddish? Yeah, they are, and I think they traded a first-round pick for Cam Reddish, so you trade a first-round pick away for a guy that barely got any run, and then you're able to send him and... uh, Ryan Archie Adonico, I cannot pr- pronounce this kid's name ever. The kid from Villanova that's also on the bench that's um, familiar with Jalen Brunson. And uh, Mikhailuk, I don't know these guys' pronunciation of their last names. I don't watch the Knicks enough to, to ever see their bench players come in the game and hear their pronunciation of their names. But it's Cam Reddish. Um those two players and a protected future first-round pick that if the Knicks are a playoff team like we expect, they're not going to be a lottery team, and then that pick turns into four second-round picks for the um, Trailblazers. And they're only sending Josh Hart? That's it? There's nothing else but Josh Hart coming? Josh Hart is 27 years old. He's been in the league for a while. I said he's got some size to him for, you know, he's 6'5". Um... He can rebound a little bit, play defense. Do they plan on running them out there together is the question. We shall see. But uh, Leon Rose, what what you thinking? What you doing? I don't know. Maybe 
They felt like they could throw a pick. I think the Blazers won the deal. They The Blazers are getting three players. They're getting rid of Josh Hart, who they don't necessarily need. And then they have a potential lottery pick, which I don't expect to be a lottery pick because the, the Knicks are not going to bottom out. But then it's four future second-round picks, which they can use. It's some kind of capital. But, yeah, that's all I got on that. Um, hmm. I don't know. Kind of stumped me with that one. I, you know, I wasn't really sure with that who won that trade. And it's you can't tell who wins trades until, you know, a year or two down the line. I don't think it's a bad trade. They've been talking about trading Cam Reddish for a while. They found somebody to take him. They had to throw in, you know, a pick and two other players. And we shall see how that plays out. We should, We shall see what Josh Hart does. I think Josh Hart and Brunson obviously have some kind of chemistry together. And you expect to see, I guess, them on the floor together. I don't, he's not going to be the backup point guard. He's a shooting guard more so, but I think he also runs point. But on the Knicks, I just laughed about it with Connor. I'm like, Tibbs could potentially look at him and be like, I got no use for this guy. I got no use for this guy on this team. So who would there, I don't know. I got to host the show. I don't want (laughs) to just sit here going through my, uh, my thoughts on what Leon Rose and co were thinking. I don't think it's a bad trade. I'm just trying to figure out um, how it's going to work and, uh, you know, what we can expect to see now with Josh Hart added to the Knicks. Um, I guess you'll see less of Quentin Grimes, maybe? Or maybe, I don't know. Quentin Grimes is playing in the Rising All-Star game. Like, Quentin Grimes has been decent this year. I can't call it. We'll see. You can call me up and tell me if you're a Knicks fan and you have – this uh, mapped out in your brain, and you know exactly what is going to happen with Josh Hart, where he's going to fill in on this Knicks team uh, with his college buddy, Jalen Brunson, tell me. But Jalen's going to be the point guard, the point guard, the point guard. Uh, They run R.J. Barrett out there as a shooting guard. Quentin Grimes out there as a shooting guard. Does Josh Hart start over Quentin Grimes? Maybe. Or does he come off the bench? And then you've got IQ at... Shooting guard, Miles McBride. Maybe he plays over Miles McBride. I don't know. Now you got a few guards. And young guys, uh, younger than a 27-year-old Josh Hart. We'll see. Anywho, uh, 877-337-6666. This is my last hour coming up. Uh, We are going to get into some Super Bowl conversation as we get closer to Super Bowl Sunday. We've got calls lined up for the Super Bowl conversation, and we will get into the football talk on the fan right after this.